millennials, yeah, we back at it again. Versus the world, you know that we gon' win. Right by my side, got my family and kin. Go, K-Dot. man, his pockets tough. k like Giannis, he keep it a buck. Millennials up and we ain't getting stuck. No, they ain't ready, you think we gon' stop? Maryland and D.C., we got it on lock. Tune in, we live, and you know we the spot. Panels and parties, you know how we rock. Uh, millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. What up, what up, what up, man? This is Millennials vs. World Podcast, man. It's your boy K.Dot Mims. If y'all did not already know the wellness project I've been screaming about every week, this is a series from it, man. This dude right here has been nothing but love from the beginning, showing love, hit him up, doing some dope things in the DMV. He came out, I mean, he gave me his number, we rapped about some things, we are here. I can't wait for y'all to hear this story. Britt, welcome to the pod. Bro. My man, I yes, appreciate sir. Yes, sir, it. Man. I appreciate it, Ken. I can't, <laughs> I can't express enough how much I appreciate being here, brother. For sure, for sure. So uh, first, I want to start with the pandemic. We're going to get into the questions and all that great stuff. Yeah. But how was the pandemic for you, bro? How you holding up now? If any transitions happened during then, but how has the pandemic been to you? The pandemic was an interesting experience being in the fitness industry. For sure. Because, you know, as you know, I was working at a corporate gym at the time, Vita Fitness in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in, in a gym atmosphere, obviously, it's face-to-face. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of intimate contact with people. So when it happened, quarantine happened, we didn't know what was going on. For sure. Gyms were closing. Um, people were switching to the virtual model. Yeah. I'm really big on personal energy, so that virtual model really never spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I, I was scared. I ain't gonna lie to you. When it first happened back in 2020, March, I didn't know what was going to go on. Um, I was staying... Not too far from the White House and in, in Logan Circle area in Washington D.C. in a little small studio, and I knew that was going to have an effect on my mental health if I stayed there for five months. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. um, my family, my father's in the military. For sure. He just recently moved to Alabama, Dope. and so uh, I went to go stay with them for those five months, <laughs> which is an interesting experience in Alabama to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but at least they had a house I can go outside, get some fresh air, versus being in a small apartment complex. Um, but yeah, during that time period, I didn't know what was going on, so I was even thinking about like transitioning away from fitness, maybe going to the military or into the Air Force or something. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, um, normalcy has slowly mm-hmm. come back. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and so uh, came back to D.C. after that, continued working at Vita. Um, of course, there was a lot of regulations that had to happen in the gym with the mm-hmm. mask, with vaccination policies and everything. How long were you in fitness before the pandemic happened? Before the pandemic, um, and this is to take a step back just to understand my journey, Mm-hmm. Um, I was not healthy most of my life. Okay. <laughs> I'm from Georgia, Albany, Georgia, also a military brat, so I traveled all over the world, but um, health and wellness was no concept of my mind growing up. Um, <laughs> was it because of family or was it just like... Absolutely. You know, oh. you come from a Georgia background, you know, you know, we eat fried chicken, yes, Kool-Aid, and I yes, mean sir. that very literally. <laughs> yeah. I'll be real with you, dog. I'll be, I'll be real with you. I mean, in a period of my life, well, I probably didn't even drink water. I was oh, drinking wow. Kool-Aid, yeah. tea, soda. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was like that, man. So yeah. it was going to college. I was the first in my family to go to um, a college at Respect. Georgetown University, full academic scholarship. Salute, salute. Uh, appreciate it, man. And that in itself, we'll talk about, had a lot of hurdles I had to jump over. But For sure. I became vastly aware of how unhealthy I was mm. mentally and physically going to college, man. Um, wow. So I went to college 2012. Um, Went straight from Hawaii to D.C., Washington, D.C., because my dad was in, stationed in, in Hawaii at the time. Mm-hmm. Came to um, D.C. because I thought I wanted to be a politician. Oh, uh, wow. I used to actually work for the governor of Hawaii when I was okay. in high school. So he was like, Britt, you should go to Georgetown. It's the best school for politics. I don't want to be a senator. I was really inspired by Obama. Again, I was what's in up? Hawaii. I was really, yeah. You That's know, what's so, up, bro. That's what's up. <laughs> so yeah, it was a cool, yeah. cool experience. So yeah. before then, though, again, I never worked out anything. Got to, George, got to Georgetown. Um, 
really dived myself deep into all these like black initiatives, like Black Student Alliance, NAACP, part of all of these organizations, put myself into the political world, worked on the Hill, and just felt completely off. It just, mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't happy, man. I just was not happy for a lot of different reasons. Um, fell in some, you know, difficult crowds, started experimenting with drugs. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had to take a medical leave of absence oh, wow. um, my sophomore year of college. Um, and so luckily at the time, my father got stationed in Japan Wow. Um, at the time, and even though I wasn't on the best terms with my father for a lot of different reasons, he was a drill sergeant in Marine originally, gotcha. so you gotcha. know what I'm saying, I wasn't in the best relationship with him at the time, mm -hmm. but he allowed me space to go live with him in Japan, and so I had burned so many bridges, and you know, I had such a big meltdown in Georgetown that I, I, I just needed a sense of purpose, so when I got there, I was reading everything from neuroscience to positive psychology to Buddhism, oh, wow. anything that should give me a sense of purpose, the understanding of what was going on, man, and sure. I would go to a Navy base I remember near our house, and so I didn't know how to work out at all, but mm -hmm. I didn't have any friends out there or anything. I didn't have nothing to do, so I'll just go there, and I'll get on the elliptical. So I'll just watch Marine guys and Navy guys work out, you know what I'm saying? But this Navy SEAL named John would talk to me all the time, um, and he'd get on the elliptical and just speak with me and rap with me. And mm -hmm. he was like, bro, you seem kind of stressed out. You should try yoga. And I'm a oh, black wow. guy from the South, so I don't know what the hell yoga is. But from all my, my spiritual studies and everything, I started to read about the benefits and the values of it. So, like, you know, I might check that out. And so they had this yoga class on a Navy base that this white woman used to teach. How old were you at this point? I was, this is my sophomore year of college. That I had took my resume leave of absence. I had to be like around 1920. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I'll be in these yoga classes with all these Japanese women and everything looking very out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was How so, was that, bro? It was a very interesting experience, man. But like yeah. I said, I was at such a low point in my life mm -hmm. where I have an ego. Like, I'll do whatever to make my life better, you know what I'm saying? Oh, respect. Absolute so respect, bro. I, I really made myself uncomfortable to change some things, man. And, and from the respect. yoga, the intentionality behind the movements, the mindfulness behind it, it really just spoke to me. And just, it taught me that sometimes to get out of your head. It's, you need to get into your body. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Our body are our subconscious minds, and so we need to reprogram sometimes by just you know by just moving. For sure. And so I fell in love with, with yoga, and from there I fell in love with generally just working out in general. You know, so I got more comfortable going onto the gym floor, mm -hmm. um, and just moving weights, and got more comfortable with running and everything. Came back to Georgetown after my leave of absence, you know, ended. Changed my major from politics to uh, philosophy and African American studies because it wasn't an exercise major. And knew I wanted to get into the fitness world after that. That's so graduated from Georgetown um, and started working at the front desk at Vita Fitness, which is like a luxury gym here in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. um, for the first year, I was studying for my NASA National Academy of Sports Medicine exam. And I would just pick game from all the trainers that would walk in and out of the building, you know what I'm saying? For and sure. so, um, and when I got certified, literally in 2019, so I've been to this, yeah, that's crazy. Man. Only about three years. It means you're having fun, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, though. <laughs> so uh, about 2019, yeah, I became a trainer. And then as soon as I became a trainer, I started doing my yoga certification, became a yoga instructor, got certified in kickboxing, got certified in strength and conditioning. Oh, that's I went up. all in, man, bro. You like, was grinding that out, for real. All in, all in. So before we dive, dive deep into, you know, the fitness part of it, mm -hmm. kind of take us back to, like, how the Brit that, before he went to Georgetown, how it was you say your dad was uh, in the military, yeah. moving around? How much of those things played a factor, or do you feel like played a factor into when you when you had a hard time at Georgetown, moving around constantly, going doing all these things? How, exactly. How, just take us back to that time of who you were growing up and, and how it kind of before you. So yeah, just take a step back. I'm originally from Albany, Georgia, real country town. You never yeah, heard yeah. of it. it was where Ray Charles is from. Have you ever seen Ray? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or if you know Philmont, my small city called Albany, you ever seen the song Georgia, you know, Philmont and Ludacris. So, um, uh, black roots are very much part of my culture, you know sure. what I'm saying? Martin Luther King, Marsh and Albany. 
Um, and actually the movement failed. My grandfather marched with him and everything. So oh. black history was very much a part of my culture growing up. Uh, my father was a Marine, um, oh. but then he started working for the Department of Defense. Gotcha. Um, and so with that, I had the opportunity to travel the world. So I lived in Georgia, I lived in Florida, I lived in um, Hawaii, mm -hmm. a little stint in Italy, a little time in China, um, and Japan most recently. So it, mm -hmm. it was a beautiful experience. Um, and along with that, my family also did foster care. So between the ages of nine to 18, we had over 50 kids coming in and out of my house, oh, wow. uh, whether for like two weeks to like six months. And a lot of these kids had like emotional issues and all type of stuff. So I don't seen a lot of messed up things, man. And it really taught me compassion um, no, no. in a we lot of different that. ways. Um, yeah. But like going back to what you said, traveling like that, back to back, always going, moving to a new place, I felt like in a lot of ways it didn't give me a foundation. Um, so I always felt like I had to keep reinventing myself, but at the same time, it also gave me a, an infinite amount of curiosity. For sure. Um, so I always felt like I always wanted to learn more, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it gave me a very ambitious spirit, you know what I'm saying? Especially when I got to Hawaii. Hawaii in particular, that's really where I felt like I, I discovered what I could do as a man. For um, sure. And, you know, what the platform could How old were you when you got there? In Hawaii, I was, I had to be about 14, about oh. 14, yeah, about 14. Um, but in high school... I went to several high schools in Hawaii, but my last high school is really where my passion started to take off. I was like president of three clubs. Um, I stumbled across politics uh, just from looking at it. Like, I think the uh, school, the college advisor put something out and said, hey, a senator is looking for an intern. I was like, you know, what? I'd be interested to do. And so um, for me, I had a very superficial reason going into politics. <laughs> I just wanted to help people. That's my, in the back of my head. Yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. Obama. I was inspired by him. And I was like, I just want to help people. Um, and so, uh, you know, I emailed the senator, he was like, yeah, come through, and you introduced me to What's it. What's up, bro? Um, I was just letting you guys know we're going to restart the cameras in a few seconds, so. Oh, it's good, because what you can do mm -hmm. is, it's fine, but next time, just just go ahead and start them, mm -hmm. and when you edit it, mm -hmm. you'll just fade, you'll cut that. You, fade you, to the next yeah, yeah, you good, bro. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, because it's not going to be that much missed in a couple of seconds, but just make sure you keep checking them. Gotcha. All right, you good, bro. So, um, yeah, man, stepping across politics, you know, came into it from a, a superficial reason. That's 20 minutes. Uh, but I, I was inspired to get into it. And so um, worked for the governor of Hawaii. Um, when high school was coming to an end, I was like, hey, I want to go to a great college. Where do you recommend going? He said, you should go to Georgetown. Um, and luckily, got a full academic scholarship. So that was a big blessing. Again, it was the first in my family to go there. Um, but, yeah, you know, Again, my father, he was a Marine, so it was, it was a lot of tough love growing up. For sure. Um, it wasn't a lot of emotional support. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like I, in a lot of ways, developed a language to deal with a lot of the emotional issues I had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm a Gemini, so sometimes I would lash out, and I was, <laughs> yeah. it made me very violent at times, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I come from that background, especially when I was, you know, so mm -hmm. um, going to college, I took a lot of that toxic energy with me. You know what I'm saying? Even though I had this side of me that was very passionate and articulate, I also had this side of me that, hey... You know what I'm saying? And yeah. this is at Georgetown University with all these, you know, elitist, you know, kids and everything. And especially going to Georgetown as a black male who had some mental health issues walking in with no support network. Um, it was a big sense of an inferiority complex going into the stage. To, 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 just to, to piggyback off that, when we came from A&T, mm -hmm. my wife got into Georgetown mm. initially. When I when we went and it's wonderful school, all that great stuff. But when we went, that culture shock was real, bro. Real. And it's like you can feel, like you the, <laughs> you the you the black jelly bean, and you know how everybody want the black jelly bean and all the packages of the yep. assorted joints. You feel it's like, 
Oh, how'd you make it in? Yup. You feel it? And I and I wasn't going there. I was going to support of her. So in all transparency, bro, I know exactly what you mean. When 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 you we in a room and you know you belong, but that energy you've never felt before, feeling like, damn, I gotta prove myself and we ain't even wrote our names on the paper yet. <laughs> exactly, you know bro? brother. So it, that, 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 that's real. That's real, but I just want that transparency, but I got you. Man, it's, it's 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 a tough experience to be in, man. It's a tough experience to be in, not really feeling heard, not really feeling seen, very much feeling invisible. Yeah. Um, for much of my life, I did feel like that. Um, and so, or parts of my life, I went from Hawaii where I felt like so successful. Then I got to Georgetown, like I'm just, yeah, I'm just average. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know saying? yeah, for sure, bro. You know, yeah. even though I wasn't, but I felt like that. Yeah. Because I was surrounded by these millionaires and billionaires and all these. You know, they had all this experience and. You know, um, so I lost myself, dog. I really, really, really lost myself. Um, and and I want to say I don't want to say it was unfortunate because it oh. taught me everything I needed, man. It oh, taught me everything I need to be broken down to build myself back up. For sure. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so kind of tapping into that, what were some of the the biggest obstacles? I know you just talked, spoke on like the what they were, but how was it actually going through those things, like? What were some of the biggest turnaround moments in Japan? Like what day or whatever moment was like, you know what? You started feeling better about what you had going on mentally and physically. So like what were some of those biggest challenges on your way? And like when do you know you were getting through those challenges on your journey? Mm, mm -hmm. I think I just, when I said earlier, it's just really stumbling across the benefits of exercise mm. and just mental health awareness. Yeah, for sure. Because um, before I had no language to understand why I was so angry. Mm. Um, why I would lash out, yeah. <laughs> why I would be so aggressive, um, and just understand how to be compassionate towards myself. For sure. Um, and so the biggest moments was me stumbling across Buddhism. Um, and I don't look at it, it is religion, but it's also a uh, applied philosophy. For sure. And so for just understanding the mind. Um, I also studied neuroscience as well, so just empirically mm -hmm. understanding scientifically what's going on here. Sure. It was that self, it was this, it's, it was this, this, this crucible of, of self inventory that I had to do, and I had to educate myself about sure. what it meant to be in this vessel in my body. For sure. um, and then through that, I had to apply action through movement. For sure. um, and so that was really the big transition point to getting where I needed to be. Um, but that didn't mean I figured everything out, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> a lot of times we think life is linear. We get to a point, we figure it out. We get to a point, we figure it out. But life is generally a, it's a spiral where you circle back on the same truths found deeper meaning each time. Yeah, um, tap into that, bro. If you don't mind, like, because yeah. I think a lot of people think when you see somebody like that's fit, like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you weren't talking about your story right now and what it took to get to that point, a lot of people just think like, oh, he wake up every day feeling like Superman and he yeah. can go do it. So can you kind of tap into like how you like not only you being here, but what it's like on the day to day, the consistency, what it takes, what you do on your down days when you feel like you don't want to do it but you have to. Can you kind of tap into like what you do? Mm -hmm. Or how you help yourself through the moment. Because everybody think mm -hmm. you just wake up. Oh, and, and, I, and I always had it like this. If people think look at me like, oh, you are overweight? Are you a fat? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. They look at me like I'm crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, to, to answer that question is take another step back and answer other hurdles I had to go through was drug abuse. Uh, sure. Struggled heavily with drug abuse my first couple of years in college. You know what I'm saying? To, to really try to numb myself out for all the issues I didn't want to address. Um, real, and so it's I really I, I became that. very aware that I have an addictive personality and I have an addict's mind. Um, and so because of that, the discipline that I have now is a re direct ref reflection of addressing those issues. Oh, wow. I have to every single day be diligent and super regimented to address all those issues. I can't wow. slip. I can't afford to slip. Respect. Um, and so I believe the first hour of the day is the most important. As soon as I wake up out of bed, 
it's lights, camera, action. And that's honestly when I had the most energy. I've become a morning person. But, nope. you know, I have a, I set a certain level of rituals around my lifestyle that get me on point as soon as I wake up. As soon as I wake up, put on a uh, growth mindset podcast. So when I'm moving around, cleaning up my room, that's another thing that's first. Sit down and meditate either in my room or in the sauna down here in my apartment complex. Sure. Um, write at least three goals for the day. Uh, check the news. Um, just mindful things. If I got time before clients, mm -hmm. do a stretch, do a run. Um, and then start my day and start my it's day. Dope. So, um, it, it's a level of regiment that is necessary for me to upkeep my mind. Just like you got to brush your teeth every day. I for have sure. to do these things every day. If I want to be a functional human being, sometimes I feel like I got to try two times as hard just to get half of what other people have because of these, these issues. For sure. Um, the drug abuse, the addiction. I will also argue that I have ADHD. So yeah. it, it's, it's very difficult for me to even concentrate sometimes to do these things. And so it's a lot of effort that goes around it. Not only a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice that goes around it. For sure. A lot of spaces I don't even allow myself in. For I sure. know I can't smoke or drink like that. So for I don't sure. go to a bar. For sure. I ain't meeting people in these locations. Yeah. So friends ask me to do this. I'm sorry, bro. I can't do that. You got to meet me at a gym. We got to do something productive. We got to be about for action. Sure. This is a place in my life where I'm doing it. For um, sure. And I ain't judging you for whatever you got going on. But this is a place in my life where, I, <laughs> where I'm about moving with purpose. For sure. Um, and there it is. How was it setting those boundaries with people you love? It was tough. Yeah. It was tough, man. Um, I had lost a lot of friends when I had my initial mental health issues. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had burned a lot of bridges then, and I really became a big loner. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So by through becoming a loner and feeling abandoned, I built up a lot of walls and everything. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So um, being alone never... Sometimes it's difficult, but at heart, I am an introvert. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... Um, it was about creating a positive language to set those boundaries. It was tough. Gotcha. It was definitely tough. Nope. Lost people that haven't, that haven't returned to my life and probably don't need to be in my life, but I found people that respected it. Mm -hmm. And I found people that wanted to walk the same type of path I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. overall, it was nothing but a blessing. Open them blessing. Were those people it was surprising were, were, too? Were some of those people receptive to that, to, to the to the boundary? Once you found a positive language community, where they were, because this is the reason why I'm asking. I think a lot of times I'm in that same place, bro. Mm -hmm. Like realizing my family, like mm. having family of my own, understanding that, like, uh, recently started getting back into church. Like realizing, mm. like, my alignment with the universe is going to take me places that I'm not sure that I understand, but I know that's where I'm supposed to be. So like understanding that certain things I don't want to do anymore. Everybody wasn't receptive to that, but some people was like, yo, like, that sound dope. Like, let me be positive in that way too. So were there anybody that when you set those boundaries for them were kind of like, nah, I think I need to make some changes and try to come along with you as you made those positive changes or were they all kind of resisted? I feel like it was, it was general, space? a lot of acceptance, recept, recept, a lot of people accepted it. You know what I'm saying? They, came, mm -hmm. they saw how dark I was, where I came from. Respect, respect. Um, and so it was, a, it was support there for sure. Yeah. Um, some people didn't understand when I, sometimes I would go into my little cave and I, I, <laughs> I consider like, you know, I don't know if you watch Dragon Ball Z, but it's like oh, hyperbolic time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it the hyperbolic time team. I yeah. love, I love anime. That's another big thing. I'm very much inspired by, by creative play. And I think the story and the narratives of anime is very inspirational and always mm -hmm. has been for me. And so I'll What's go in sometimes in my little caves, up, you know what I'm saying, and people respect it. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was support, but I also, more importantly, found a lot of new people um, mm -hmm. that shared my passion. Came out of... And they respected the transition. They respected the transition. They respected the transition, um, mm -hmm. and then in through that, I found new people. I found sure. a lot of new people in the fitness world. Like, I, yeah. you know, I found so many people in the fitness community that are extremely supportive in the DC fitness community in particular. Super mm -hmm. small. So yeah. um, it's, it's a really cool area to be in the fitness world in DC in particular. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful. Um, shout out to the fam at Vita Fitness that I For found sure. it there. 
Um, they really provided a space for me to grow, a lot of mentorship that happened there, unofficial mentorship, but mm-hmm. um, it, it was a great place to really thrive really because um, I was doing personal training, I was doing group fitness for a number of different things. I probably was one of the only trainers doing like everything for that company. I mean, I lived at a gym. For sure. Um, so it, 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 was, it was a cool experience though. So, sure. so let's, let's tap into that. So, you mm-hmm. know, speaking on, you know, uh, profit fitness and yeah. everything you're doing entrepreneurship wise, just really out here doing really great things. Yeah. Kind of tap into that journey. What has been like starting that, um, yeah. being a part of that world, the things that people may think being an entrepreneur fitness looks like, what it don't look like. Yeah. Kind of happened to that, bro. That's a huge fear. Being an entrepreneur in the fitness industry, there are so many avenues to go about it. For sure. So many ways to get burnt out, too. For sure. Um, if you don't have the right support networks, if you don't have the right organizational skills, it's very necessary, man. It's very necessary. But to, to get to how I became a fitness entrepreneur, mm-hmm. just talking about my experience working at Vita. Again, I started at the front desk, got certified as a trainer. And when you're training in a corporate box gym, just to give you a breakdown of how it works, they take 50% of your cut and they got Good. you hustling. On the are you yeah. making us money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. nothing against, I ain't talking nothing about the place I work. But you know I, what I'm get, I get it's you. Just, just, that's how this company works. That's yeah. how these companies work. But it's a great place for people like me who are passionate, who have an entrepreneurial mind, to mm-hmm. get their foot in the door. So for me, it was like going to college all over again. Factual. I didn't go to school for exercise science because they didn't have it at Georgetown. So I. I went to every single group. As a trainer, I would go to all the group fitness classes, introduce myself to an instructor. Hey, my name is Britt Daines. I'll be in the first, in front of the class. Uh, I'm trying to learn game from you. So Dope. I would talk to every instructor I could, talk to every trainer I could, learn, 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 learn. Dope. Um, make sure I introduce myself to corporate, let them know who I am. I would shoot videos for Vita Fitness and put it on their Instagram page just to put my Dope. name out there, put my face out there, using everything as leverage because I know I wanted to take it somewhere eventually else. Um, and so I learned a lot. I learned a lot. worked with literally thousands of people literally thousands of people at vita in my tenure there but it got to the point when i was in the company that i felt like i had no more room for growth for sure. and i think that any man who you know has a mindset for for owning his own craft yes, sir. he may reach that point in a corporate position mm-hmm. and so uh i walked on a huge leap of faith and this happened after the pandemic oh wow uh, so again i became a trainer it's crazy how things how fast things have gone yeah i've only been a trainer for about four and a half years an official trainer gotcha about four years really mm-hmm. um Pandemic happened, things shut down, I left, came back, things slowly opened back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and decided at a point that, okay, I think this is, this is as far as I can go. I think I'm gonna take a step away. I'll tell you what really actually helped me take a foot out the door was I got a job opportunity. Um, and I'm gonna talk about the other things I do, but mm-hmm. um, as you know, on January 6th, the Capitol Police yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deal with a very serious <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, and due to that happening, uh, that happened, uh, Congress wanted to develop a uh, wellness and resiliency program to help improve the health of the officers. Oh, wow. um, and so as they put that program together, one of the people reached out to me. They, they, thought, they saw me out in social media or teaching a class somewhere and they're like, hey, we like what you do. Would you be interested in doing this? So they extended the arm out to me and I was like, you know what? I think this is, this is a sign I can take a step it's away. Um, so it was a contract job. So I um, told Vita like I'll be stepping away. And I took that contract job with them, with the Capitol Police. As How a, scary as was that? It was super scary, man. It was super scary. Because, yeah. um, you know, at the corporate wellness gym, at the, corp- at the corporate gym, at the box gym, they supply you with clients. Mm-hmm. You, have a, you know, have a membership consultant. Like, hey, I got a client for you. You got to make the sale. Gotcha. So I, it was never a pressure for me to market myself. For sure. Like, I always knew people would come to me. Yeah. And so in this world, now I had to say, oh. I got to figure marketing out in general. That's and a beast. So too, it's bro. a beast. Yes. Um, I was already doing well with the social media. I had already created some leverage of popularity and following using Vita as a platform. Mm-hmm. But now that I left it on my own, I had to do it on my own. 
For sure. Luckily and respectfully, a lot of people who I made connections with at Vita, they supported me and some of them followed with me. I oh, came with me. Yeah. Um, so I had a little bit of a backing to follow on and that helped support me. But other than that, uh, I had to walk on faith. That's I had dope. to really walk on faith. Had to figure out what amount of money I need to supply myself. I had to create budgets. For sure. Um, I had to figure out where I'm going to train my clients at now that I don't have my own gym. That's sure. a really tough thing. And I want to talk more about that because I have a business idea for that. Okay. But um, yeah, that was so any fitness trainer, anyone that wants to be a trainer, you got to figure out how many clients you need. You got to figure out how much you're going to charge. Value yourself. Don't undercharge yourself. For sure. Um, and you need a space to train these people. For sure. Um, and, a, and a way to market yourself. So, um, yeah, and then I had that little background in the Capitol Police, but I, I, I trained them every now and then. I saw yeah. another question pop in mm -hmm. my mind, bro. I, I want to go here with it real quick. Um, like, we shoot this pod. I've, been, I've had this for a couple years, photography. I feel the same way. You got to hop out on faith, believe in yourself, right? Can, can you kind of tap into, like, you know, people here, fitness trainer, and they think the market is, quote, unquote, saturated. Yeah. I got a very unique view on saturated. I feel like when we say saturated, we eliminate the uniqueness that we bring to the table. Yep. What was it like jumping out in a space where you knew Every, it was common? Yeah. So what was it like knowing that you would be able to separate it? For me, I spoke to my skill sets and know my diversity, my versatility. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I'm a black male that lifts weights. That's into yoga. For sure. It's very unique in itself. For sure. Um, and that in itself really would set me apart from a lot of people. Dope. Um, and I and I recognized my value, and I had a, a gift for networking and connecting. For sure. Um, and so that really helped me find my place and just leveraging those 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 connections for opportunity. If for I sure. see opportunity, I'm going to go for it because we can for die sure. tomorrow. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for so sure. I'm all about going for opportunity as soon as I see it and put my all into it. Um, and that's just really it, period. Like mm -hmm. demanding your value. Don't let people like play you. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's really what set me apart. So, yeah, aside from doing the personal training and stuff. I really set myself apart with doing the group fitness. That's dope. Because um, that gave me more leverage to market my brand um, sure. to people, for sure. Mm -hmm. Dope, dope. Can you kind of tap into what you do now in the fitness world? Like, what exactly you do? Yeah. We know it's fitness, but like, tap into all the aspects of what you do and what you bring to the table. So, I'm the owner of Profit Fitness, uh, you know, my, my Profit Fitness LLC. And uh, Profit Fitness, you know, just step, take a step back. Prophecy to me is vision and manifestation. So, that's where that name comes from. It's about being a visionary because I came from a dark place, but I had a vision. I had a mindset. I had a goal. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I took calculated action to achieve it. For so, sure. you have a vision and you manifest it. Well, that's a prophecy. Sure. You know that's what I'm saying? So everybody dope. a prophet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyone can yeah. be a prophet if you have the right mindset and, and do what you need to do. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? And so um, my, my business model was all about self-accountability. It's all about growth mindset. It's all about self-inventory, right? For sure. Um, and I express that and embody that in my, in my work and with my clients and everything. So I consider myself a fit life coach. For sure. That's dope. Um, and so I do personal training. I do group fitness ranging from kickboxing, yoga, strength and conditioning, um, but I also, through networks and through connections and through passion, um, became the director of corporate wellness at MedStar Hospital. That's dope. MedStar Hospital, huge hospital. Salute. Um, and so I have group fitness instructors that basically teach classes to the, these frontline workers from nurses, doctors, uh, janitors, everyone that went through a lot during the pandemic. So that, that, sure. that, 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 um, that space for me is really important to me and I'm really, really happy to be doing that. And it's a growing pro program. We just started that. It's still growing. Uh, it can even go national one day. So yeah, that's dope, man. really excited about that. Um, again, I'm still a consultant for the Capitol Police Force. I do assessments and um, training for the Capitol Police on, on Capitol Hill. That's dope. Um, and I recently became a uh, an ambassador for Mayor Bowser's Fit DC program. Dope, so Mayor man. Bowser's Fit DC program, they dope. bring um, 
wellness to the community through free classes at rec centers all around DC, especially for lower economic communities. Sure. Uh, so that's a really cool, really cool space, man. But and I, and I got so many other ideas. Again, there's so many ways yeah. you can make money in this industry, for and sure. you can't do it alone. This is one thing I got to say to anybody: if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, please find a mentor. Please find a team because yes. there's a lot of hats that you have to wear from. Being the accountant, yes, bro. <laughs> to be yes, the operations bro. manager, yes. to do it in the marketing, yes, you will burn yourself out right. if you don't find that support. Yeah. Um, and so, luckily, uh, I found that support with the team um, about six months ago. They saw what I've been doing in the community, look at my social media, and they were like, "Hey, we think this could be a huge thing in the future, and we just want to support, and just want to support." And so, thanks, shout out to Ovi, shout out to Jma, shout out to Ty. Salute um, to them. And they, they have been immensely helpful in terms of things, man. But but yeah. Tap into, because I, 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 I like building a team and having a team is very important. Can you tap into, A, the importance of them wanting to be a part of a team and the importance of you understanding what you need them to do in order to help you? Ooh, that was tough, man. Yeah, so I knew I needed a team going into it, but sometimes coming into it, it, was, it felt like such an over, a daunting task of entrepreneurship in this world, a fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what questions to ask. You know, I didn't even know where to start to ask questions for help. For sure. Um, because when you are just a personal trainer in a, a box gym, all you know is you wake up, you do personal training hour after hour after hour after hour. Yeah. Um, and there's really <laughs> yeah. no creativity behind that. You just need to show up and do the job. Yeah. Um, but to create a sustainable business, a grow a bigger business model that I was going for, especially when I was doing group fitness classes, I knew I wanted to eventually go virtual, do apps, create corporate relationships. For sure. There had to be a lot of language and image shaping that was important. For sure. Um, in terms of bookkeeping, finances, taxes, all that. And so it really helped me. I had to take a step back and figure out where those things needed to be had. For sure. So um, luckily we can sit down with my team and say, hey, this is a list of things that are going on. We need to plug in place what needs to be done here, 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 and here. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So, what's 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 kind of and I and I'm assuming like you kind of spoke on it earlier, but what's one of the, some of the biggest rewards you get out of being a, a fit life coach? Like seeing people mm-hmm. in certain places and helping them build to get where they want to go. Seeing people write down question. goals and you literally see the process. Right. And and honestly, some people might come to you that can relate to your story. Yeah. And you help them get out of them times because you know, bro. Relationships also are about relatability. Right. So, like, being that your background where you bring yourself from something that, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, a lot of people seem like, that. like, you always like that. You're like, nah, bro, I had to yeah. work to get here. So, how is, what's some of the biggest rewards you see or feel when you're doing your type of work that the you do? The same reason I got into a fitness is the same reason I thought I wanted to be a politician. I oh, wanted wow. to help people. That's dope. That's dope. Obviously, yeah. with politics, that's a little bit more of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with this, it's direct. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't care what your beliefs are. I, I, if I can have a direct impact on your life, Mm-hmm. That makes me feel better. To do sure. good into the world, that has a direct, you know, what is something that's truly selfless? <laughs> selfless, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when I help others, it really is a spiritual, it's, this job is really a spiritual experience for me. I get to see other people be healthy and through that it helps me be healthy. That's dope. When I see them smile after their workouts, when they tell me, oh, I'm working to get married, I have a marriage coming up, um, and I have a wedding coming up and I want to prepare for this, or I have clients who are pregnant and they, you know, or just had a kid. It's just like having these these real intimate moments with people. For you sure. know what I'm saying? What interests me? People. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get to have sure. real moments with people and, and I get to see all the vulnerabilities 
and, and be present with them and hold space with them. For sure. Like, I get to feel like I have a genuine impact. I'm not behind a desk. And God bless everyone who's doing work like that that's behind For a sure. desk. I'm sure it affects things. But I get to see direct impact on lives. That's dope. Every day that's that dope. I work, man. Um, and I can't ask for anything else. I feel seen. I feel like I get to be in a place where I have other people help them feel seen as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the most beautiful thing. So, so I'm, I know they probably know, but kind of speak on how much those people help you. Like... How much do your clients help you? Mm -hmm. How much? How much? Because you. Because yeah. the reason why I say that is like people. Like I was stepping the photography bag really quick, right? Like, yeah. I don't think people understand how. So this is another thing that I didn't get to say when we were rapping about it. Coming up, I realized this with my wife. Okay. She has a lot of pictures of her childhood. Uh. I don't. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. So like capturing people's moments, and I know that this moment will be frozen on your wall for years to come. Yeah. It truly brings me joy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know. Like, if you do an engagement, if I do an engagement shoot, like, no matter where it goes, the marriage goes or whatever, like, you're going to celebrate that moment for the time to come. So it brings me joy. Exactly. They, they think it's about the picture for them, but to me, it's like, dang, no, nah, they're going to value this moment and they get to see it. Yep. So, like, for you and your clients, uh, when you're having those rough times, when you still got to be Superman, when they need you, how much yeah. do they help you yeah. on a day-to-day, week-to-week? Man, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put that question because as you can imagine from everything I just said, I am a giver. For sure. And the nature of my lifestyle is being in a role where I provide wisdom and guidance to others. For sure. Um, and when you constantly do that, and I consider myself an introvert, you can sometimes reach burnout. For sure. Um, and everything ain't always sweet, and I'm not perfect, and I still got issues I got to deal with. For sure. But I still have to do. show up. Yeah. But luckily, I have found a client basis and networking community that receives that. It's dope, clients. I, sometimes my clients are like my therapist. I feel like a lot of trainers feel like therapists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I talk the shit to my clients like it's real. Like it's like yeah. family. You know, for what sure, so for sure. Yeah. They may tell me what they're going through, and then I tell them what I'm going through, and they give me like real advice. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of my mm -hmm. clients are twice my age. Some of them have like childlike spirits, but they have wisdom. And yeah, so, for sure. You know, I, I enjoy my sessions because it's like every single session, I, I, I walk away from it and learn something myself. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just killing my clients like drill stars. That's not my <laughs> lifestyle. I think yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really all about growth mindset and like compassion when I have my sessions. So, um, every session is a beautiful time, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's um, dope. That's dope. Yeah. So. so, so what is it? So to that person, to that person that's scared of fitness, yeah. scared of the, let's say, the, I don't want to say scared of the growth mindset. But, you know, growing could be scary. It is. Getting out of your comfort zone can be very scary. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So what would you say to that person struggling to start their journey? Educate. Struggling to, okay. All right. Babe. Educate. Yeah. When I came into the world, like I said, I, I really relate to my clients who struggle with mental health and physical health, you know, mm -hmm. being overweight. And for me, the biggest factor that, that made me hesitate to get onto the gym floor, like I said, I'll be on the elliptical just watching people just like, what you do that how you do that like i'm ooh, i don't want to be by him that dude yeah 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 saying so for me it was just educate myself how does this body work how does the body work how does it move um how does my mind work too you That's know what I'm saying? yeah <laughs> so when it comes to that it's just educating yourself on what your what fear is for sure during the self inventory sitting still and figuring out what your fears are um and when it comes to fitness just just being smart and strategic and efficient in how you want to achieve your goals. Bet. Know what your goals are. For sure. If you want a fat ass, you want bigger, yeah. <laughs> you want, or you want, oh, sorry to cuss. No, nah, you or you, want, you, or you want like a bigger chest. entertainment, man. We good. Like, what do you got to do to scientifically get there? Yeah. You can't just go into the gym and BS, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of people sure. do, they just, oh, yeah. that's a lot. first thing a lot of my clients tell me, oh, I want to go to the gym, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. I'm going to help give you a guide. I'm going to help you give you the structure. I'm going to give you the program. Mm -hmm. um, 
And with all my clients, I tell them, I'm not going, I can't hold your hand. Yeah. I point the finger. You got to walk that direction. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to sure. tell you what direction you need to go. Yeah. You got to do that walking yourself. You for know sure, what I'm saying? For sure. So, yeah, just for everyone that's scared to get into the fitness world, please educate yourself. You too. I mean, it's... We we got Ivy League education for free. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> it's a lot of miscommunication. Like, don't let me say another thing too about the fitness world. It's a lot of like back and forth from all these fitness fads and everything. Be careful of the Instagram workouts. Uh-oh, uh oh, get them, get them. <laughs> be careful of all, get all these fad work, yeah. you know, diet plans and everything. It's 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 science. Like yeah, really <laughs> yeah. speak to some real science. Mm-hmm. If you even got to read like real scientific articles. Um, so everything doesn't work for everybody. And every, yeah, exactly. That's another thing that's important too. Yeah. Know who you are. Know your family history. Speak with your doctor. Um, you know what your limitations are. But everything doesn't work for everybody. But uh, there are some objective scientific facts about certain things depending on what your goals are. If you're gotcha. trying to build muscle. There's a way you do it. If you're gotcha. trying to lose fat. It's a little complicated depending on like personal things. But mm-hmm. there's a way that you do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to tap into that I heard you say you alluded to earlier uh, is about mental health and how yeah. your body is a vessel how, how what's that correlation like for you between your mental well-being and your physical well-being and yeah i want to tap back into what i said earlier yeah sometimes the best way if you have are dealing with mental health issues um sometimes the best way to get out of your head is to get into your body you know that's powerful we, bro in, in in so many different ways we store tension in our body like mm. this is just from a neurophysiological standpoint we mm. literally store tension in our body particularly our hips our hip oh, wow. flexors, um, our psoas muscles. And so neurophysiological studies have shown simply stretching out your hip flexors, mm-hmm. the psoas muscles can decrease cortisol, can help with anxiety, can help with depression. Yoga for thousands of years have done all these things, but we have oh, wow. the science to prove these things. Uh, we have the science to prove that meditation literally changes the gray matter in our brains. Oh, wow. um, so we know that all these spiritual things that people used to do um, has an effect on us, right? And so our bodies, in a lot of ways, are our subconscious mind. And so by getting into our bodies and creating freedom through it, through movement, um, it can expand um, our emotional depth. Um, you know, even when I did my yoga teacher training, there will be certain poses, certain stretches that we'll get, cl- we'll get our students into. And our, I mean, when I was going through it, we have to be very careful with the language that we use mm-hmm. when we put a student in a certain position because that position can open up a lot of emotional blockage. I've had classes I taught where I got someone into a position and they start crying. Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Literally start crying. That's crazy, um, bro. And so, yeah, the, the, in, the connection between mind and body, it's, 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 it's intimate. For it's, sure. It's direct. Um, and it goes beyond that. What you eat, too. Even your gut biome affects how you think and how sure. you feel. And oh, so wow. what you eat can affect your, eat can make you depressed <laughs> uh, and give you anxiety. So no more McDonald's is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, no, you, <laughs> you know, you know, have your cheat meals here and there, but just <laughs> food is medicine. Food is very much medicine. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that you treat your body as a vessel. Like this is our avatar. This is literally our avatar. Your, I tell my clients, and this gets more a little bit more spiritual, but our true self is merely a light of awareness. Um, and we're embodying this vessel. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you, was in a, if you was in a video game, what would you do? If you was Grand Theft Auto, you would be the best player you could be. That's all you just That's <laughs> yeah, and yeah, find yeah. all the resources to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And so why, why, you know, why, why limit yourself with toxins, you know what I'm saying, with mm-hmm. things that don't serve you? And so that's a bigger question. A lot of people don't know that things don't serve them because they don't take the time to sit still. For sure. So that's a big thing I talk about my clients with. Yo, sit the fuck still. Yeah. Stop going out, have going, letting this person take your energy, take this person, take your energy. Sit still and figure out what's going on in your brain. Yeah. Sit with them demons. Yeah. 
Um, this is something I didn't talk about that I should have talked about earlier. One of the biggest moments that changed my life mm-hmm. was reading this book, actually, when I, when I went sober. Um, salute to that, too, bro. Yeah, thank you. I've really, been sober. really, 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 really big salute, Thank bro. you. Thank you. Really I, didn't big even, salute. I didn't even talk about that, but yeah, I went sober right before I became a personal trainer, uh, right before I started studying back in 2000. I, I smoked my last blunt, 2018. Um, December 25th. Just cold turkey? Cold turkey. And I, I smoked, <laughs> and it was December 25th because I was supposed to catch a flight to go see my family, to go home. Mm-hmm. But I had got so high, I missed my flight. <laughs> 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 it was a real yeah. dark moment in my life. A girl had just dumped me because I wasn't shit. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it was I real got dark, you. you know, it was like, I had did a relapse. So I had went to Japan and everything, just mm-hmm. steps back, and then I actually relapsed again and fell back into the same loops and everything. Got but, you. Yeah. Um, but I read this book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever heard of him. I I got, please, everyone who's watching this, go check out Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. He is unarguably probably the hardest motherfucker on the planet. Um, That's dope. He yeah. used to be a Navy SEAL. He's broken multiple records for like 100 marathon races. He's broken the world record for pull-ups. But it's beyond that. He, just a, he was a, a black man that came from a really messed up background. He used to get destroyed, beat by his father and everything. Mm. Uh, had all type of ADHD, mental health issues. But decided he, he was overweight, over 300 50 pounds, but decided that, hey, I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. I don't want to die and not know what I that can really be. That one decision like that, bro. And, it's, and it, for me, it was the same. Like, I went cold turkey on everything. It was like a light bulb. Just, it was, in, in, Japan, in Japanese philosophy, we call it Satori, sudden enlightenment. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just something just clicked in my head. Something clicked in his head. And he said, you know what? I'm 350 pounds, but I want to be a Navy SEAL. What if I could do that? And he went and did it. And people laughed at him. Like, he'll go to recruiters like, bro, you're 350 pounds. You're not going to be a Navy SEAL. He proved everybody wrong. He did Hell Week three times. It's crazy. He did every single type of um, military special forces. No one ever has done it. Every single type. From Green to mm. Berets. Like, every single type. Um, this man is absurdly inspirational. Um, and you should look him up. He does all these videos and everything. He's just, it was, to me, it spoke to me because I read everything from, again, neuroscience, Zen philosophy, meditate, all this stuff. It was none of that superficial, flowery language. He spoke with a very direct language like, hey, if you're fucked up, the world fucked you up, that's okay. That's real, though. That's real. You got to figure your shit out. Yeah. You have to figure your shit out. You can't blame nobody. Like, a lot of fucking shit my family did to me. A lot of resources I feel like I never had. Society did to me as a black man. It is my responsibility to own my life. Um, Because ain't no bump beds and caskets. For sure. They ain't coming with me. Damn, that's real, bro. So, yeah, that book changed my life. What was the, the, the... I know hindsight. What was it that 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 clicked with you that last and that that last? You know what? Like, that last blind. <laughs> <laughs> this is real getting personal. It was and, also, and go as far as you do or don't want to go, bro. That's it's okay. I think it's important to talk about it because everybody deal with these issues. It was that same night I missed that flight and everything. I was going through a really really dark moment mm-hmm. in my life, and um, before I had smoked that last blind, I had called my dad and was like, "Hey, I don't want to be alive no more, man." Like. I'll be real with you. Like, I'm really, like, take my life right now. Man. And this is nothing against my dad, but it was that tough love that I needed to hear. He was like, nigga, ain't nobody gonna save you. You mm. know what I'm saying? And that's all he said to me. He hung up the phone. I'm looking in my room, bottles everywhere, it's dirty. My cat looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, he right. Like, I'm up here by myself. Like, ain't nobody gonna save me, man. I rolled up my last, my last blunt, went upstairs and smoked it. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I remember hitting it. And it's like that's it, man. I gotta get this together. I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm not. I'm not gonna die like this. <laughs> sure. I'm not gonna die feeling like this. I think that's the worst thing is just being on your deathbed and just feeling like I didn't even use fifty percent. 
You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it, it just clicked. The next day I cleaned my room, went cold turkey, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I would go That's to the gym. Absolute, bro. Absolute I, salute. I'll go hardcore. I'll be on elliptical like two hours. I was literally trying to. You were still overweight at this time? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is when I was still overweight. Yeah. Gotcha. I had lost this again. I kind of skipped around, but I had found myself in Japan, came back to the States, and lost myself again. Gotcha. And relapsed. Gotcha. And so I had. There's power in that, again. though. There's yeah. power in, in, in not giving up in that, but continue. I'm exactly. Sorry, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, and so, yeah, I had gained a lot of that weight back, if not more. Um, and then, so, but this time I knew that I really needed to get to the root. And again, sometimes getting to your body is the best way to do it. And so I would go to the gym for like hours on end. I would, you know, I cut off everybody that I didn't feel like was serving me to understand it. I really went to a hyperbolic time chamber moment for sure. um, to really transform, dog. And so, and I did. And I did. So before before we close, I want to ask this, bro. And this is everything you do or don't want to say. How different is your lens on life now? How different is your lens on how you view the world now from when you mm -hmm. were in those spaces to how you've done the work on yourself, helping other people? How different is your lens now? It's so different, man. It's hard to even answer this. And I feel some shame in saying it because back when I was in those really dark places, I felt like, I think Nissy Hustle said it like this. I didn't have no sense of morality because... I was so, I felt like I was in survival mode. Mm. I felt like my, my skin was touching my ribs. And when I was operating from that place, I was just, I just felt like I was constantly trying to finesse people. You know, mm -hmm. so I felt very violent. I didn't feel like there was a really opportunity for me in the world, so I had to take it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that speaks to a lot of different experiences and why I had so many bad relationships that fell apart. But going through this, this experience, it taught me that the world is bigger than me. Mm. The world is much bigger than me. Helping other people has value, and being a service to people for sure. has value. For sure. Um, and if you want something, don't blame nobody else. It's your responsibility to reach it and take calculated action. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so when I look at the world now, I see opportunity. Um, I see love. I see connection. You mm. know what I'm saying? And so it's 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 beautiful. That's you know dope, man. That's yeah. dope. I so, so first of all, I appreciate it, man. But I, what I do want to say before I have you up here all day. Um, so what can people expect from you? Your, mm -hmm. your five-year, ten-year, two-year, just from your company, Britt Daniels as a person. What can we expect coming from you Yeah, seeing you doing the next five to ten or three to five, however you want to Man, it, Profit Fitness Prophecy is all about vision and manifestation. I am a man that walks with purpose and full conviction. For sure. You know what I'm saying? My goal is to bring happiness to others through wellness and through growth mindset. For sure. And so there are a lot of atmospheres to do that with. If if my my you know, one of my business projects now, I'm trying to like open up my own, basically a WeWork for fitness instructors. Oh, um, so I want to create a gym space in D.C. where if you're an independent instructor like me who was struggling to find a place to train clients, here is a gym. I have these equipment here. You have your own clients. You have your own brand. I want to help support you build your own brand. Here's the space. Do what you want with That's it. That's dope. That's um, dope. Do what you, here's the space and just and build yourself. That's Another um, ideal, I want to start doing yoga retreats. Um, oh, that's fire, bro. So I want to start doing treats across the country, um, across the world, really. Uh, and so figuring out ways we can do that. Um, and then take it, take it international with some virtual platforms. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And just really get this message out. And just speak about these struggles, especially as a black male. For sure. Um, talking about the, the, the avenues and the hurdles I had to go through and how yoga and meditation and fitness saved my life. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So creating a space for, for black men particularly. For sure. And black people, anyone in general, but to have a space for them to speak about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's that's my mission, man. That's dope. Where can they find you at, bro? Man, people can find me at profitfitness.life. That's my website. You can also find me on Instagram at profitfitness.life. Um, my man, Keenan, I really appreciate it. For sure, bro. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> All right, man. Millennials versus the world. K.Mims, Britt Daniels. We out, man. Yeah.